Welcome to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Your hosts are Sarah Karkner and Sheila Turner. This program is based on practical life-enhancing tools to shift your energy, mixed in with great stories, lots of laughs and wisdom to help you feel more confident and ignite your full potential. Now, here's Sarah and Sheila. Hello, it's Sarah and Sheila, and we are here today, very excited to talk to you and to talk about how to hold your pen and be the author of your life and to hold your pen so no one else has control over you, the choices you make, or the direction of your life, the, the direction your life is going to take. We are having a wonderful guest today. I'm very excited to have Diana Scavetta on with us today. She is a dear friend of mine. I've known her for many years, and... She's just the best. I love talking with her. I love chatting with her. I first met her at ACAC in Westchester, where we both teach fitness classes. And it was through our love of getting up on stage and rocking it out that we became friends. But it's really through our journey to self-discovery that we bonded. And I have known, like I said, Diana for quite a while now. And I've been great to watch her just blossom and to learn what it means to have a voice to control, take control, and basically not just like find a path, but create life's path. And so I've known Diana before certain traumas she's had in her life, and I've seen her navigate those traumas with grace and resiliency, and I've known her after her traumas, and she's going to talk a bit about that today. So I'm really excited. So Diana, I'm so happy to have you here. Sheila's so happy. Welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Excellent. So I want to just dive in. Let's dive in to your journey, your story about holding the pen. You kind of talked about how that really spoke to you in our first podcast episode. So why don't you take it away and tell us all about that? All right. Well, when I was listening to your first podcast, it was it really stood out to me, I think, how um, both of you and Sheila took adversity and made something out of your life circumstances. But it was a very, I think what stood out to me is that it was very proactive. Um, I think, Sheila, particularly as I heard your story in more detail and more totality when I heard it on your first podcast, that's what stood out to me, your self-determination um, and your tenacity. And I think prior to experiencing um, a traumatic incident in my life about five years ago, I loved the image of finding your path. And um, I, I think what I realized is in my, my first, let's see, uh, let's say 40 years of life, I, I thought the path would find me, but I didn't know that I, <laughs> that I was thinking that way, if that makes any sense. Um, and it isn't until these last five years that I learned why, why people say things like, use your voice, or as you guys started saying, like writing your own story. Um, someone gave me a mug one year that said, life is about creating your path, not finding your path, and I think that also took on new meaning to me because I think I realized more in the last five years what it means to design your path and that the choices that we make design a future 
for ourselves. Does that absolutely. Help? Yeah, absolutely. So you've shifted from kind of thinking you would just stumble upon what you were supposed to do with your life or the yes. choices you're going to make to saying, you know what, I'm going to create a life I want. So can you give an example of something that you do now that maybe you wouldn't have done before this transformation? Yeah, well, you know what, I, I can give a really good example of what I, how I used to think, and then maybe that what I do now will come to me. I, uh, for, for a long time, I wanted to be um, a professional actor. I wanted to create a living for myself and a life for myself based on professional acting. So I thought if I can balance enough jobs between whether it was commercial or movie or stage, um, that's what I wanted to do. But in the back of my mind, as I was take pro- I was proactively taking steps. I went to school, I got my degree, I moved to New York. But I think in the back of my mind, I was also sitting back a little bit and waiting for opportunities. I was waiting for the opportunity to present itself so that I somehow could feel like I arrived at this profession that I wanted. Um, I think there was a learning curve between the reality of the profession that you want, but also, like I said, I, I think if I could go back, let me say it this way, if I could go back to that time in my life, I would absolutely make more choices to increase my opportunity or increase the reality that that lifestyle would happen. For example, I would, instead of going to one or two auditions a day, I would make sure that I got to maybe five to ten auditions a day. Um, I would find jobs that brought me more opportunities, um, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. And I think now... Now my circumstances are different and I have different considerations, but with what I've learned about myself and my personality and my financial needs, um, I love the opportunity to be creative. I know that I need to increase my income for a variety of reasons, and I decided to go back to school and get a certification to be a teacher because I have to have that stability. So I think I'm more cognizant like, okay, but I can do, I can make that choice and that will allow me opportunities to do other things creatively that I want to do. Yeah, you hit on a couple good things there. You hit on a couple good things. One is I would say last week we talked about if you want, whether it's career or in a relationship or just about your peace of mind in general, you have to create those opportunities. You have to do things that are going to increase your chances of experiencing peace, experiencing a good relationship, experiencing job opportunities. And a lot of people sit back and are passive about it. And you, my dear, I know are not a passive person. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But also, I like how you touched on the fact that you realize it's creativity is something big for you. So you might not be doing that at the moment as an actress, but you're going to be doing that as a teacher. And so a lot of times people get stuck into one specific path that they think they have to yeah. go down. And really, it's yeah. a it's a um, skill set or a feeling that you're trying to evoke or an expression you need to be your authentic self. And that can be, really be seen many different 
places, many, down many yes. different paths. And people close themselves off to seeing like the yeah. other path is right there. Don't close yourself off because you're looking down the one path when the path over there is just as beautiful, if not more beautiful. And you're going to be able to use that, utilize those skill sets, but you didn't necessarily do that. And I'm going to interject something. I think also this idea of creating your own path, uh, you know, I think one of the the benefits of getting older, um, if you didn't have it growing up, is that I think I thought to be creative meant certain jobs, and fine artist or an actor. And I think what I've realized now is... I can be creative in whatever I do, and I'm going to make it. But nobody is going to tell me anymore that things have to be a certain way. They don't. I mean, you have to pay your bills, but they don't. But you can, I get to choose how I'm going to pay my bills. I love that. And you're going to bring that aspect of creativity to whatever you do because it's something you enjoy. And it's who I am. Because it's just who I am. So I, I also think we're dipping into um, doing what you are, which I think is also aligned with the idea of finding your voice and holding your pen. Explain more. I like that. I like where you're going right, with this. So I think um, I'm trying to remember where, where I've heard it a couple of times, but I think if you, you know, you might hear a song that talks about just be yourself or um, do you or um, something like that. And, I, and yeah. again, I, I always loved those phrases, right? I, I think we grow up hearing that. But they come to mean different things when we get older and when we filter it through our experience. I think what I've found is when I am attuned to the voice inside of myself and when I feel um, calm and good about what I'm doing, I'm, I am my best self and I find that the people around me are their best selves. And that, I think, is the sweet spot. When you can do you in all all of your glory, all of your personality traits, all of your learning styles, all of your life experience. No one else has that. That's the cool thing. No one else has what I have, and no one else has what Sheila has or you have or our children. There's, so we will excel at being ourselves. Exactly. And, and you talked a little bit before we came on live. You were talking a little bit about how you know how to tap into that mm-hmm. feeling. So can you yeah. tell the audience of how you know when you are listening to that inner compass, when you're not yeah. mixing up your heart or your emotions or your brain getting in the way? How do you know <laughs> that you are aligned? That's a very good question. And again, I think something that comes through practice and, and awareness um, One of the things that happens, and, and I've always been this way, is early in the morning, I sometimes have ideas or ideas of something that I want to do that's new, or I have a solution to a problem, let's say, or a challenge. So let's say that um, I've gone to bed the night before and I'm not sure how to handle a situation with my children um, or my job. Or 
I'm not sure um, even bigger, like a new something new that I want to do with at the club where I work. Oftentimes in the morning, and it's always early. It's like when I open my eyes. Oh, let's! I'm an early riser, so let's say somewhere between four and six a.m. The clarity comes, and I have heard this called morning pages. Um, I think that's the time where yourself speaks to yourself. Some people might say that's God's voice, but it's the clarity of doing you. And sometimes those thoughts or images or ideas or answers are clearer than others, but I have found that that's also, I think, my intuition, that Oftentimes when I listen to those steps, I don't want to say things work out because they don't always work out good, so to speak, but I feel calm and I feel confident inside myself in the decision I'm making that no one, if my kid pushes back at me about a decision I'm making, it doesn't bother me as much because I'm sure of what I heard in myself. And if I present the idea that I heard in that early morning time, most often it's received positively. Or it's, so does that make sense? Yeah, I think the the really important thing to point out is that you have that window. And I think people can have it in the morning and they can also have it in the evening because sometimes I will be putting my head down and I'll think about something and I will like say the perfect thing that I'm thinking about, like that I want to say to somebody or whatever. And then I'm like almost too tired, but I'm like, no, write that down now because in the morning I'm going to forget. And I'm sure what happens with people, they'll have that little clarity and think, oh, I'm going to remember that. Like it's in the morning, let's say for you, you wake up so early, it's four to six. And then you don't take the time to listen to it or don't take the time to fully let it marinate. And then you're like, wait, what was that great solution I had? And you kind of forget it. So listening to the voice, but also taking the time to really hear the voice because the voice will come and and a lot of people push it away. Practice following it. I I really believe a a huge part of my journey is having the courage to trust the voice inside of myself. And through my, I think that's one of the realizations I've had in the last couple years is that I stopped listening to the voice or the instincts that I had that something isn't right. And I started ignoring my own intuition. Um, okay, so you st- was it because of your traumatic event or before or what happened? So you had this I- well, intuition, you lost it, and now you realize you are never going to let it go again. So there was a time, like what happened when you went off that um, listening to the path? I think that it can happen in, in, it happens in a variety of ways, you know, obviously depending on the person. I think in general, most often, if I, I would, I would label myself more of um, a people pleaser. So I right. think for someone like me, it's, it's harder to assert myself when that isn't validated. So, for example, let's say I am asked what I would like to do um, 
whether it was for a meal or about a situation, and then I share my idea. And oftentimes you could share your idea with someone and it'll either be validated and then maybe built upon or maybe changed, or sometimes then the person that you're working with will just move on to something else or they won't do it, and then you sort of feel like, well, why was... Why did you ask my opinion? Or- yeah, I, I think you're on to something. And we are going to have to go to commercial soon, but I want to loop back okay. around when we get back because I think you're on to something huge. Women are people pleasers. Um, we're known for that. We like to make everybody happy. That's part of our job yeah. um, sometimes as a mother, as a wife. So I want to loop back around with that because I think it's yeah. really important because sometimes we do seek validation. And if we don't get that and for whatever way, um, eh, you know, we might shrink a little bit. And we're going to talk about yeah. how not to shrink, how to Good. stand in our light and to maybe, A, not need that validation. So we were going to be coming back after a break. Sheila's going to come on in here and tell us what's going on. Sheila. Well, Diana, it seems like through your story and through your trauma, you've really embraced the blessings within the trauma, which is a really cool thing to do because you've taken your trauma and you've created this new life for yourself. And that's very commendable and very empowering. So I'm glad you're here today. We are going to take a short commercial break. But before we do, make sure you're following us at Fab Empowers on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Get hashtag at Gab with Fab and hashtag Fab Empowers so that we know you are listening. Also visit our website, fabempowers.com to get your free gift, the latest updates, and to join our tribe of fab women like Diana. We will be right back. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. 
Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We're right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, it's Sarah and Sheila here, and we are here today with Diana Scavetta, and we are talking about journeys to self-discovery and what it means to have a voice and use your voice and to take control of your life. Take that pen, the pen that writes your life, and be in control of that. We talked about creating more opportunity for you to do the things you want to do, taking action, not being passive, but making sure you're doing all the things that you can do to get where you really want to go in life. We started to talk about, and I want to talk more about, this need to feel validated, the need we have to please people, which can be a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's great. It feels so good to make other people happy. It feels good to do things for the people you love. But there is a fine line between making people happy and then sometimes a slippery slope between sacrificing self and self-care and peace of mind. And we want to talk a little bit more about that. So, Diana... Let's yes. loop you back in. You started Hello. To talk about, yeah, you started to talk a little bit about that need to feel validated um, mm. sometimes in, in different kind of experiences you've had with people. So can you, you talk a little bit more about that, please? Yeah. Um, I do think that, I, mean, I think as a human being, we need to be validated, and that's part of human development. So, for example, um, when we're growing up, our children, when they, let's say their feelings are hurt by a friend, it's important as a parent that we listen to their experience and then we validate that feeling. Yes, I can understand, my child, that you must feel sad because that is something that would hurt my feelings. Your feelings are hurt. That tells that empowers them to listen to their feelings and to listen to their intuition. And when that doesn't happen, we do as humans naturally seek it. Now, that can be a very positive experience. Like, So I would say I am so lucky to be friends with you and Sheila and other good female friends that I can call, I can share a situation, and I can ask for feedback or validation, and, and that's, I think, how we learn to, um, to believe in ourselves. Right. Um, yeah, does that answer you're your question? You're very accurate. So oh, then how you. did it go off? You started to talk about how yeah. you sacrifice yourself. So I think one of the ways that that happens is, and it, this loops us back into the idea of who's writing your story, who's designing your day. So... For example, um, I have um, one of my family members is sick right now and can't drive. And um, so, or my children, right? So I want to, I want to make them happy and provide for their needs. And I think sometimes I, as I try to, 
provide what they like. So I like the example. Let's just use the dinner example. So, you know, kid number one likes chicken. Kid number two likes pizza. And kid number three has to be someplace at 5 o'clock. And I think unbeknownst to me, I find that I'm trying to meet everyone's needs at the same time. And I don't always realize it until the end of the day when I sit down and I'm exhausted and then I say, wait, I spent, you know, an hour or two of my time trying to get certain ingredients for a certain meal or go to the store or get somebody to be a certain place on time when there was probably other more thoughtful solutions. Um, But I was wrapped up in the fear of disappointing and then, like I said, at the end of the day, I might reflect back on my day and think, gosh, I didn't really like my day. I, I ran around and I did all these things, but it really, I didn't teach anyone anything. Um, I wasn't calm. And nobody was happy anyway because I was stressed. And that is what my kids model. Right. I, I, you've touched on so many good things here because that fear of disappointment, and I think that's mm. another thing. We want to make people happy, and then we fear disappointment disappointing people and how do you find that balance between wait a second if I'm going to be the best person I can be I've got to make some different decisions even if that disappoints that person a little bit yeah you've got to pick your battles yeah and for me that's been been a, a pretty steep learning curve because you have to be aware that you that you are or I have to be aware that I am I have moved from the healthy version of meeting someone's needs or trying to make someone happy because that's a nice thing to do into I've lost myself, I've lost my voice, I can't hear the no in my own self and now my day is out of control. Yes, and I think one thing to think about is I know for me when I start to shift from the Mm -hmm. happy nice Sarah to the hangry or tangry, <laughs> tired or, yeah. hungry or angry or stressed out, Sarah, um, I have to be very aware of what's happening in my body. Yeah. So if I start to feel tense, then I know, wait, maybe that's not the best decision. And I think mm. some people start to feel tense and then it's like, it just, it's like a snowball and they keep going. Yeah. And so it sounds like that's what happens to you instead of stopping it and nipping it like right in the beginning or in the bud when you start to get tense, you're already... Yeah snowballing and then at the end of your day you're like this day was not a good one so for our audience members really be aware right be aware of your feeling in your body like what's starting to happen because usually your body is sending you a message like why are you making chicken and pizza and then driving this person like how can you think outside of the box yeah yeah um i think uh i also find that when i start moving very fast my my pace picks up um, and then I become more impatient, um, irritable. So, it, and it does go back to like a, I think I like what you said about tension in the body, like a tightness, maybe in your chest or your throat, um, like a squeezing of the eyebrows. Um, right. And I ha- and sometimes I have to in order to break that cycle. I, I have to be very. It's not a natural response. So, for example, I might have to. Be, well, one of the things that I have tried to do, um, let's say in the last three to six months, is actually put in my calendar something called transition time. So, 
and for me, what that means is when I get home from work, I have to allow myself a couple simple things. I have to allow myself time by myself without talking to anyone else in my household to change my clothes, wash my face, and maybe even um, lay down, put my feet up for, it could be as short as two or three minutes. If I was pushed for time, it's that moment to relax and breathe and, and connect and what I'll generally do is put a hand on my heart or a hand on my stomach and that's just my cue to listen to myself I love that so much Sheila we both are like yes we love that (laughs) because it's amazing how just uh, putting attention back to the self like you said even if it's just for a few moments can realign and redirect and some people think it's like these big huge things that you need to do but Mm -hmm. it's the most simple things and I love the fact of the transition time and um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's important to also cap the transition time so to have a certain amount of time it's interesting I was away with um, eight girlfriends this weekend we had a girl trip it was awesome Mm -hmm. and I was talking to one girlfriend and she was talking about how when she gets home she works with autistic kids which you know can be very stressful beautiful thing she's doing um, but challenging as well. So she says when she gets home, she's like, I just have to shut down. And um, but then she says what happens is she she'll, you know, that's her time. But then she'll go and she'll eat and eat and eat everything in the fridge mm-hmm. because she hasn't in, in her transition time put something that like like she's shutting down to decompress from the stress. But then you yeah. want to put a healthy habit in and then also yeah. like have half of time to do that because then you can kind of like go into negative habits so we talked about like okay during this time what can you do instead like what healthy thing that can you do that is like an enjoyable thing where you're feeling good about yourself Mm. and not turning it into maybe like a negative coping mechanism where you're eating your stress away you know the other thing uh, actually another friend um of ours sarah's another mutual friend of ours shared with me as i was talking to her about this transition time i I was sharing with her, you know, okay, well, I, uh, maybe I'll meditate, maybe I'll pray, I just want to deep breathe. Or, and as I was talking about my week, she said, maybe you need to do something fun. And, I, and this is like kind of sad. This is my new thing that I have to explore. I kind of got stumped. I thought, she's right, because sometimes I'll go to a negative, um, a negative choice like alcohol or food because... I don't, it's like I don't feel like I'm giving myself joy. You don't, you don't give yourself that happiness, so you want to, like, make it happen for yourself. Oh, I love this. Yes, you need to put in your calendar and your schedule every day joy. And people don't do that enough. I, I mean, I remember my aha moment was years ago with a friend of mine, and we were talking about life goals, and she just said... Um, she said that one of my life goals is just to have as much fun as I possibly can every day. And it was just something oh I had never thought gosh. about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was just like, my mind was like, mind blown. It was really funny. I'll right, never so- forget. It was a bunch of girlfriends. And I was talking about, like, I want to be, you know, like, I'm going to be, like, an Oprah, but a Sarah. And then my other friend's like, I just right. want to get laundry done every day. And then my other friend's like, I just want to bring joy into every day. And it was so amazing to see the different uh, approaches to life. And, so and from I want to know. It's when I really say, practically and speaking, what did they do? Lab. All right, what's that? So then, what are those? Uh, I have to say, I 
I have a, I'm sure multiple other women are on, or men and women on the line right now thinking, yeah, what do I do for joy? That's not like a half a day. I mean, like in that transition time, is it listening to some music? Is it maybe um, a Jimmy Fallon YouTube clip? What is it coloring? I don't know, but what are those things that, like Sheila or Sarah, what do you do that makes you smile? I think that's great. You know, when I had a really, really difficult week a couple, like, months ago, I knew it was going to be a really challenging week. And so I actually did a gratitude wall, and I just painted one word Uh, on this wall. And it brought me back to, like, first of all, being little. And I know not everybody, you know, maybe wants to paint a wall. But I got paints out, and I'm not even an artist. And I went to color, and I would just put, like, a word. And that just, like, couple minutes of just painting one word of gratitude on a wall was, like, amazing for me. Wait, so, so literally on your wall, did you, like, put paper on your wall? No, no, no. You'll, I'll take a picture. I'll post it on Fab, guys. Go to our Facebook page yes. and post my wall on there. And, no, so now when you go into my breakfast room, you'll see a wall, and it's got all these words on it, um, positive words. But it was, like, oh. I knew it was going to be a particularly difficult week, and so that's yeah. why I was like, you know, I'm going to be stressed out every day this week, and I need five, ten minutes that I know I'm just mm. going to feel good. And and also yeah. what it is now is that wall reminds me that I can get through really difficult mm. things. Mm. Yeah, so people can do that. You know, it doesn't have to be that, but it can be something else, even a bubble bath. The other day I literally had 10 minutes, and I sat in a bubble bath for seven. <laughs> um, so joy can be found in different ways. Sheila, what do you do? Music is really my therapy when I have mm. stress in my life, and that and driving, honestly. If I put on some... If I'm yeah. driving, it's usually something like <laughs> like Metallica or something like really powerful or Guns N' Roses. No um, way. I did not yeah, know that, Sheila. Yeah. If I'm driving, good driving music like that. And yeah. if I'm home, it's usually like just happier music or even like some mm-hmm. old school like R&B, something that just makes me like yeah. happy and dance around a little bit. So that's really what I do. Yeah. But I have a friend of mine who she says the best part of her day is when she puts her kids in one side of the minivan closes the door and the best part of her day is like the 30 second walk to the driver's side because <laughs> she can't hear them screaming <laughs> you know what it is all you know it's all your association it's all what you make of it and that's uh, i love that that's hilarious mm-hmm. really really cool uh, i love it so sheila t- i want to talk or, or and uh, diana let's talk a little bit yeah. more about um you know, going back to holding your pen. Yeah. And yeah, what does uh, take away? What takes away mm-hmm. from you being able to hold your pen? Yeah. Well, um, we definitely hit on one of the big ones on a daily basis, and that is that, that slippery slope between people-pleasing and um, doing too much for other people and not listening to myself. Um. It can be avoiding conflict. I mean, sometimes Uh, I I might just um, say okay to something because I'm tired and I don't, I don't feel like it. Um, And those are hard patterns. They're they're much. Those patterns are much easier. I find so. Okay, it's much harder. I think to break those types of patterns with um, family members because. They're longer and more ingrained, and you have to see them. Like they, the consequences, I think, are can be bigger. 
Um, I think things like um, at work. So um, I might be asked, work I think is a great place to practice. Um, I I have a lot of requests made of me at work. And I've finally gotten to the point where I kind of, I know um, what I can handle and what I can't and how to manage my time at work a little better. So I have become really good at saying I can't do that today, it has to wait, or that's actually not something that I should do for you or I can do for you because it's going to take up too much time and you need to send that particular job to another source. Um, and that was a little hard. At times that can be hard to say no because I would much rather say yes and see the smile on that person's face. And I would rather the story I make up in my head is that, oh, then they're going to go, you know, to somebody else. Oh, Diana, she's so great. She does everything. It's amazing. But (laughs) how often does that happen? You think like you do the best things in the world and you're like, wait a minute, where's my, uh, you know, kudos here. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it goes exactly. back to that validation. And there are, but I and love that you're hitting on this. You know, Sorry, go ahead, Diana. Who's kidding who? I was going to say, you know, and, and if you really think realistically about it, everyone's so busy. So they're not going to pause to say how great you are. They're on to the next thing. <laughs> they don't have time to congratulate you. Right, and that links to why is it that we need that, you know? So where are we deriving, you know, are you doing the things saying, okay, I want to get that kudos, I need that validation. Are you doing things? Because you know what, I just know it's the right thing to do. And I want to do it because it will be helpful for somebody whether I get the validation or not. And that can be really difficult because sometimes you do want to just, you want to feel appreciated, but then there are certain times that you want to say to yourself, okay, I'm just going to do this because this is the right thing. And um, it doesn't matter if I get validation or not. And that's something I think people need to remind themselves of. Now, we're going to go to commercial, but I definitely want to talk about this avoiding conflict because this is one of the things I was actually thinking about on the car ride over here that I wanted to discuss. So I'm really excited you brought that up, Diana. We are going to head to commercial soon, so we will be talking about the need to avoid conflict when we come back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Are you ready for a show about possibilities? Are you tired of boundaries and limitations and ready for expansion and growth? Then tune in and spend some time with Rebecca Huey, host of Mastermind. Dr. Rebecca provides a safe, healing environment designed to help you develop emotional intelligence, resilience, and the self-awareness necessary to create positive, long-lasting change. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel 
Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Life from Flat to Fabulous with your hosts, Sheila and Sarah. Got a question or a comment about the show? We are right here by email at info at fab-women.com. That's info at fab-women.com. Now back to Life from Flat to Fabulous. Hello, everybody. It's Sarah and Sheila here. We have touched on so many great things today in our podcast. We're talking about the journey of self-discovery, what it means to really hold on to your pen and authoring your life so no one else takes control and listening to your intuition and sitting in the seat of your soul and and seat of your authenticity. And we've talked about needing validation and fear of disappointing people and that fine line between making people happy but then also sacrificing yourself and the need for transition time, time where you transition from all the different things you're going to do and so you can tap into that piece of self and tap into your best self. And what we just finished talking about was avoiding conflict. And and a lot of times people want to avoid conflict. There's such a fear and a negative energy uh, around having to talk about some of those icky things right so I want to hit on that a little bit more because Diana it's so interesting that Diana brought that topic up because I was thinking about it one of the things I love about the friendship I have with Diana is I 100% feel like if there is something negative that I need to discuss with her that we can talk about it and I know it's going to make our relationship stronger and there's something so amazing and freeing about just like oh my gosh like our relationship's even better because we got through that little baby kerfluffle or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I've had relationships where people just avoid the conflict and then it builds and builds and it becomes like, you know, way bigger than the initial thing ever was, you know? So it's like you're avoiding or the other person doesn't want to confront or deal with the situation. And it's usually relatively small and can be nipped in the bud and then it gets huge. And then it's like awkward. And then there's like all these negative and I see it. I see it all the time. I mean, I talk to people and I see like, can you two just talk to each other because it's getting bigger, you know, just in general with friends. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that, Diana? You said, you know, you talked about the avoiding yeah. conflict. So loop back then with that. Yeah, I can. Um, I, I'm just thinking about it. I love these breaks because um, those moments I'm able to think of some examples. Um Brief example, um, my daughter wanted to have her nails done before the sixth grade dance. And what she was asking me was she wanted her nails like a specific other person to go to a specific salon, and she wanted to go on a Friday. (laughs) And I wanted to make her happy, right? This is her first dance. I wanted to do... Um, 
something. I didn't want to say no 100%, but what was, I had to find the middle ground. Um, and it was hard because when I still knew, when I said no, that she was going to think she was going to be disappointed. So no matter what, I was going to have to deal with her disappointment. And she wasn't, so what I just told her was what I can do is I can take you to a nail salon that is closer to home and you can choose between, you know, L, nail salon A or B. I would be willing to, for you to get a manicure and a pedicure and I'll do the same thing because I'm tired and I'd be happy to get a manicure and pedicure. <laughs> so right. um, it worked out fine and that was a great example of me creating my own story um, I got to relax. I ha- now I'm so happy looking at my nails and my toes. And at the end of the day, my daughter and her friend were very happy. So you um, were afraid you were thinking it was going to be worse. You didn't want to confront her because you thought she'd have like a bit of a meltdown if you didn't do exactly yeah, what you wanted. And, and I made up a story. And I really did. I mean, I, mean, I, I kind of made up a story. I, I, ha- I had to have a conversation with myself and say, this is sixth grade. And she is not going to look back on her sixth grade experience and think, oh, my mom never took me to get acrylic tips at a nail salon in the borough of Downingtown. Right. That's not the story. Like, she's going to remember whatever drama happened at the sixth grade dance. Like, let's be real. <laughs> so, but I have to go through that conversation with myself. And there have been times where I've had to, like, I think probably, I can't remember one now, but where I've had to call a friend and say, hey, I got to check in i got to talk this through because it, it's, uh, my emotions are too much that I can't think clearly. Yeah, I think you're tapping into something because what does happen is people do create this story and it's emotion-based. They're all their mm-hmm. little wounds, childhood or different things, experiences you've had that have been negative. You know, you're creating um, yeah. this based on your past experiences. So based yeah. on the past, maybe she's, you know freaked out before, had a temper tantrum about it. So you're basing it on that. And really what's important for our audience, um, something to always do is when you start to uh, ruminate about things over and over, that's a key indicator that you are creating some kind of story. And you want to say to yourself, okay, what is fact and what is fiction? And go back to that. And you can know that you're doing that, like I said, is when you kind of think about it over and over again. And um, it hasn't even happened yet. You know, so I think that's really important that you said, you know what, I needed a pause or check in with somebody, yeah. you know, am I going off a little bit on this, you know, or, or have somebody yeah. that you really trust to be like you are. And let's um, put this in perspective. I, I love the idea of um, the check-in. I, I think that can go a long way in terms of um, avoiding conflict. So now if you think about conflicts with maybe a good friend, maybe you have to... Like, what I will tend to do is I'll overcommit. Um, now, some of that is because I'm a people pleaser, and some of that is that uh, my brain will sometimes just double book myself and not even know that I did it, which is, is a challenge of my own mind. But I still have to go back to the person and say, I'm sorry. Um, I can also check in and say, hey, I want to check in with you. I want to ask you something, you know, did I, when I did this, was that upsetting? Or, um, and, and I feel like doing mini check-ins is easier than uh, addressing conflict, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, well, I think one of the things that makes you you and so awesome is that you want to know. You you are open to the fact that you're like, wait, was that good? Was that, you know, you're very open and yeah. that links to the journey of, you know, self-discovery and personal development. Being open to that because nobody is perfect. And just your approach to that is awesome. And so I suggest anybody in the audience, like, think about that. How open are you to feedback, constructive feedback? Mm-hmm. Do you think about how your actions affect people? Are you open to that feedback? I think that's very important. Second thing you hit on that I think is really good is um, for women especially we need each other and we need to process that's part of how our brain works and just today somebody a friend of mine we have a group texturing that's like eight of us and she said you know what can I bounce this off of you my she was talking about her son wanting to have people over after prom but her husband's gonna be away and it was just it was a great you know just even on texturing to see how people approached it well what about this or how do you feel about this or think about this and it was awesome because then yeah. you know my daughter's younger but I'm gonna think about all those things based on this great text mm. group conversation and then the third thing is intention and I think sometimes people get lost and mm. our brains are wired to go to the negative and my sister was just talking about something that she needs to do. And I said, well, when you have this conversation with this person, it's something that she needs to talk to somebody about. And it's not the most pleasant thing. I said, set the intention before you even have yeah. the conversation. The intention of, you know, this conversation is for, you know, blah, 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 positive outcome. Mm-hmm. And I think people forget mm-hmm. to do that and start off yeah. with that. Set the intention of what you want for the person. And then yeah. one great method of any kind of conflict is a sandwich method. And I teach that to my kids in health promotion and in um, sports psychology. And that's when you give a compliment and then you give a future directed request and then you close it with something positive. So it might be something like, um, you know, I really value our friendship next time that we have a meeting. Can you please be on time? And then um, I really look forward to working Mm. together and um, continued success. That might be something. I mean, I've just totally made that up. But um, so sandwiching those but things. But that was a good and, and, example. Thank you. I thank you. Um, so, so, yeah, I think you hit on a lot of really interesting things there. Sheila? Yeah. And you have to be <laughs> open and flexible to making changes along the way. There's an awesome quote that I love besides the holding your own pen quote. And that is, your life is your story. Write well, but edit often. So you have to be flexible Ooh. to change. Susan uh, Statham, yes. Isn't that an awesome quote? Edit often. Yes. Because your story is continuously flowing and all the relationships, you know, the relationships you're in now, there'll be different type of relationships later. And, you know, crafting your story is a fluid Mm. process. Mm. Absolutely. I was just away in Marco. Yeah, it is. I was away in Marco Island this weekend and and I was like, I need to revise my life plan because now I want to go down there more often. I need to edit my life plan and my life story to include a place down in Florida. (laughs) Edit often, but also just about yourself and and Diana talking about how you were so open, like, let me do a check-in. You know, you're editing yourself on like a spiritual level, a personal development level. You got to edit yourself on like a broader level so those big picture things and also the little little personality things as well i love that i wanted to um if, do i have time to and make another point absolutely um i think also it's important to these little check-ins are also good litmus tests for i, I think we have to remind ourselves that we sometimes 
there's a reason why we avoid conflict, and it's a good reason, because sometimes we find ourselves in a relationship or an acquaintance whereby we may try um, to address conflict or check in, and it's not met with the same um, openness or the same... Um, like you were saying, Sheila, the intention. So if I'm going to this person with the intention of having a better relationship, but that person isn't um, ready or aware or in the same emotional place that I am, it might not be met with the same. And I think we have to be prepared to know that that's okay and then have a, a plan B. That is a great point. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what you do is you're going in with your integrity and, you know, the vision of a positive outcome. And then based on the new information of how that person, you know, responds, you adjust and you adjust accordingly. And that's when you listen, you're like, oh, okay, you know, this isn't going in the direction I thought or that person's not on the same page. But at least you know that. And I think that's important information. Instead of having the stories that you're creating and the maybe what ifs, you have information and you can use that information to make better, wiser decisions for yourself. And I think yeah. that is really important because, you know, it's one thing I've said um, to my husband about conflict. Like, I would rather know, don't worry about upsetting me because I would rather you tell me how you're feeling, thinking, because then I can make yeah. the best decisions in order to have different new outcomes based on truth and based on yeah you know, who he is as a person and who I am. Because without that, you're just, you know, it's like all gray. But that brings the clarity. The conversation, the communication brings the clarity needed to make wise, authentic, path-driven choices. Right. As long as you're staying true to yourself and not crafting your responses or trying to change the way somebody validates you, you know, for your mm-hmm. purposes of your own. So as long as you stay true and recognize that it may not be received that way and be okay without receiving that validation. Word. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's very... I, um, absolutely. Sometimes you're, you know, I, I know, and, and my husband and I have, have talked about how um, he will make it, he will propose a decision or a plan, and then I will give my opinion based on the information that he shared, and then it becomes very challenging. For some reason, it, it gets very challenging to come to a conclusion, and it's not until it, it could be an hour later, it could be days later, when I realize he was not telling me everything or he wasn't even aware of um trying to let he was trying to please some too many people and then that was influencing me it's right it gets gets right tricky it gets very layered it does get layered and that's why it's important to revisit um you know things discussed especially when it's emotional things and things like plan to say wait did we leave anything out here you know to remove Mm -hmm. yourself but man we our hour has just gone up and i wish we could talk more diana we're gonna have to be back on because we have just so much more to talk about so we will have you on again but i really appreciate um all your insights helping us today talking about how to hold on to our pen being truthful with yourself taking the time to check in with yourself being willing to edit your story being willing to really live your life to the fullest and say, all right, you know, 
I am going to create this life I want. I'm not going to wait for it to happen. I'm going to let it come towards me, maybe have some transition time during the day, dealing with that conflict, setting the intention. All really, really great stuff. Mm. Next week, we're going to talk about living with an attitude of gratitude. So make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much, Diana. We loved having you. Thank Thank you. you. Fab it up, everybody. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Life from Flat to Fabulous. Be sure to join Sheila Turner and Sarah Hartner again next Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, make it a fabulous week. 